Well, first of all, I would like to thank you for the warmth of your welcome today. It's tip- my wife, when I was talking to her earlier, says typical of you that you go somewhere and you meet people that, well, if you don't know somebody directly, they know people that you know. And uh, but it's been great to have the fellowship today. Um, what, one of the things I meant to say. I have a youth group which runs on a, on a Friday evening and one of the changing situations in Northern Ireland is the number of different nationalities that are coming to live. And in my youth group, uh, on the last evening, I had two Nigerians, two Zimbabweans, a girl from Eastern Cape in South Africa and a Cantonese girl and then all these East Belfast children as well. And it's tremendous to see how they mix. And... Uh, it does present challenges. I sometimes wonder how much Cherry understands because she's Cantonese and I would say her English is probably the worst of, of the, the rest of them. But just pray for that uh, outreach. And secondly, in, uh, I've hijacked the information point downstairs where Christianity Explored sign is. I've been asked by CEF of Great Britain just to leave some of these magazines sharing the vision. You feel free to take one let you know what's happening here on the mainland. Missing out. That is the theme for the, the meeting this evening. Have you ever missed out on something? Maybe it's a football match. And just in the few days before this important match, you fall over, you do your hamstring or whatever, and you can't play. Or maybe you get an invitation to a friend's birthday party, and you can't take it up because mum has planned something else. You've got to go shopping. Awful, isn't it? Shopping awful? No! Well, it's, it's noticeable the fellas nodded and the girls, you know, uh, the fellas shook their head and the girls nodded, yeah. Shopping is one of those things I endure on holiday with my daughter. I actually, it was a scary thought. Now, no, please don't t- ring my wife and kids and tell them that they can listen to this morning's service on the web or I'd be in big trouble because someone's told me they've already done that and then thirdly maybe you, get, you think you've got an excellent deal for a mobile phone and then your friend says oh but no look at this deal and you feel that you've missed out my, my son feels that he's going to be missing out because during camp the mighty Manchester United are coming to East Belfast to play Glen Torrance and he's a Glen man and a Manchester United fan, but I said, son, you have to stay at camp and need you. And he feels he's missing out. But you know something more importantly, if you're not a Christian, you're missing out on an awful lot. There are many good things that would be yours if you would only trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, if you have trusted in him, there is great blessing. First of all, we come to think of missing out. The first thing is that you <coughs> is that you can have your sin problem dealt with. What a blessing having your sin problem dealt with. You see, that is the biggest problem that we have: the problem of sin in our lives. And there is absolutely nothing of ourselves that we can do about it. You might say, but David, I'm a good person. I, you know, I, I worked with a lady who said, if so-and-so's in heaven, I'll be in the front row. 
She was depending on her own righteousness. Going to her church, saying her prayers, and I have no doubts about her sincerity. But the problem is a heart problem. It's a problem of sin. The Bible tells us that our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? But there is something that someone who can do something for your, your sin problem. The Lord Jesus Christ. God's perfect Son. And as was read in that passage, that Jesus Christ was sinless. Tempted in all ways, yet without sin. Isn't that amazing? And because he was the sinless Son of God, he was able to die on a cross to pay the price for sin. The cross was no accident. There's some people who believe it was something that went wrong. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ was the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. It was no accident. It was part of God's eternal plan. And Jesus Christ died in the place of sinners on that cross. He took the punishment for sin. That's a doctrine that's under attack. There are people today who do not believe that Jesus Christ died in the place of sinners. And they would claim to be evangelical. The Bible tells us very clearly that Jesus Christ died in the place of sinners. He died and took the punishment that we deserve. But as we were singing, he arose from the dead. And we were thinking about that this morning. That without the resurrection from the dead, there's no point in us being here. Jesus Christ has died and rose again. And tonight, to have your sin problem dealt with, as Peter said in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, the first thing we've got to do is we've got to repent of our sin. Turn from our sinful ways and turn and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. Peter says in Acts 3, 19, Repent therefore and be converted that your sin may be blotted out. Turn from your sin and turn towards God. You see, when you, put your, when you repent, you're turning your back in your sinful past, the way you used to live, and you're into a new relationship with Jesus Christ. That's so important. But, but not only that, but Acts chapter 16 and verse 31 tells us what we must do. We must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he promises to save us. Your first thing you will be missing out if you don't trust in the Lord Jesus. The problem of your sin being dealt with. Missing his forgiveness. Don't miss out. But the second thing is on the screen there. You miss out on a real purpose for living. So some people have this thought and are concerned. And in Northern Ireland at the moment we have a terrible problem with teenagers committing suicide. It's a big, big problem. I have a, a young girl that, um, in the Kilkeel area down near the mountains of Bourne. And on two occasions in the last six months she has sent me a text message that says, David, please pray for someone connected to the young people that she has worked with, works with on a regular basis has taken their own life. It can come to the place. What is the point? Why are we here? There must be more to life. Oh, yes, there is. 
And God wants us to put him first. To discover a real purpose for living. Because the reason why we're here as Christians is to live to please God and to glorify him in our lives. We get that from Romans chapter 15 and verse 6. You see, there's a vacuum in our lives. We were created in the image of God. We were created to worship God. But when sin came, it took away that desire. But there's still something within us that wants to worship. The sad thing is that people worship many different things. Some people, their God is the God of money. And that's all they want to do is earn enough money and they never have enough. For others, they worship their their pop stars or their football team. I remember the first time I went to Old Trafford uh, uh, a number of years ago. And the thing that struck me was that these people were worshipping those 11 players that were kicking about a bag of wind. How sad. Because any Manchester United supporter will tell you, and I've been one for a long, long time, things don't always go well. Thankfully, I was in Germany when they lost the cup final to Chelsea, so I, I, I haven't watched it, but I have no intention of ever doing so. They let us down. But you see, people trust in those things, but God wants us to put in first. That's why the first commandment says this. There shall be no other gods before me. Let's ask, let's each one of us ask ourselves this question. Is there someone or something which we put before God. You might say, but I wouldn't bow down to an idol. No, but if there's someone or something that you put before God, that's idolatry. That's breaking that first commandment. God wants first place in your life. You have great potential. A life that could be used of God. Who knows? Among the focus group, among the, the young people's group, among those children that were here this morning. What potential? That if God tarries, there could be the next Amy Carmichael or Gladys Aylward or Eric Little or Jim Elliot who will blaze a trail for God somewhere. It could be here in Edinburgh. It could be further afield. You've got great potential. Look to the Lord. Put your trust in Him. There's a real purpose for living. Don't miss out. Yeah. Thirdly, flick on to the next slide. We have a perfect friend. You know, a good friend is hard to find. I'm just about to, someone said I'm already wired up, but I'm about to get rewired here. I think they've got good friends as we're thinking this morning then we're let down a friend will will do something on us and that, that friend will let us down and that's the end of that friendship but when we put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as our saviour he number one is with you all the time as uh, your leader was saying you know, school is difficult for you I remember when I was at school 
Some would think, do you remember that far back? Yes, I do. And I, I, it, it was difficult. I had a friend, and we, I used to witness to him, and he used to give me a terrible time. He used to call me all sorts of names. But I just kept going. I just kept telling him from time to time, not all that I didn't preach at him, but when the opportunity came. About eight years later, he left Northern Ireland and went to Australia. He was running away from his situation. And he ended up in a Salvation Army Hall in Melbourne, Australia. And that Sunday night he gave his life to the Lord. And word very quickly came back about it. And I met him sometime later and he said to me, David, did you hear about me? I said, well, yes, I heard you trusted the Lord. He says, yes. And do you see that night I trusted the Lord? One of the first thoughts that came into my head was, just think of what I called him. All the names I called. Yes, it's difficult. Your friends may make fun of you. But he promises to be with you. He promises to be with you. You know, there's a verse somewhere in the Bible that says, Blessed are the wounds of a friend. Do you know, the Bible tells us, Jesus is our friend. He talks to us each day through his word, the Bible. He has so much to say. I want to ask you, young people, older people, do you spend each day, sometime each day, with the Lord in prayer and reading his word? The great reformer Martin Luther, he said that he had so much work to do that he couldn't do the work if he didn't spend three hours in prayer. So he was up at four o'clock in the morning. Now, I'm not saying you should be up at four in the morning. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying to you is, find a time each day where you can read God's Word. It might be in the morning. That's my time. I'm up about six o'clock in the morning. That's my time. When the house is nice and quiet. Apart from the snores of the children and my wife upstairs. The house is quiet. Time to talk to God. There's a little children's chorus which we sing. Did you ever talk to God above? Tell him that you need a friend to love. And it goes on to say things like, you can whisper in a crowd to him. You can cry when you're alone with him. You don't have to pray out loud because he knows your thoughts. Young people, Older people, if you haven't already started, let's develop good habits. Let's spend that time talking to our perfect friend, the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who loved us so much that he died for us and paid the price for our sin. And was again. Talk to him. Read his word. Get to know what he wants from us. Because here's the great thing. He never changes. You see... We can be very changeable. There are some people, it depends what side of the bed they get out of in the morning. What kind of mood they're in. I don't like moody people. I've got one myself and I find them very hard and difficult to work with. But you know, the Lord Jesus never changes. You can depend on him. But not only would you be missing out on your sin problem being dealt with and the real purpose for living and a perfect friend, but here you have a guide through life. It's always good when you go somewhere new to have a guide. And I, I, 
whilst I've been in Edinburgh, a couple of occasions, I would get lost very easily. I was saying to John that the last time I was in Edinburgh, I incurred the wrath of the taxi drivers and the, uh, and the bus drivers because I drove down the bus lane during the middle of the afternoon down Pr- or morning down Princess Street trying to find somewhere to park. It was quite noisy. It was all those horns that were tooting at me. But we need a guide through life. Young people, there's a whole life in God's will ahead of you. He wants to be your guide. And if you have trusted in him, he wants to be your guide. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. The wise man Solomon gives us this advice. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. In the big decisions, in the small decisions, talk to God about them. Let him be your guide. Some of you are or have just gone through the stage maybe of choosing your subjects for the, your next level of education, your next stage in school. Have you asked God what direction He wants you to go with your life? I remember at the age of 12, God placing a burden within my heart to serve Him. Now, it was another 12 years before He showed very clearly what He wanted me to do. But he guided me. Guided me in the career. I, I, that when it came to the, the point, I sort of stopped halfway through. But the exams that I did were enough to, to enable me to get onto a particular course within my Bible college to make sure that my fees were more or less paid for. You know, God was way ahead. And on, on those skills which I learned, he has, I've still been able to use them in even what I'm doing today. See, God knows what is best for us. We sometimes think we know what is best, but God knows what is best. But he says, in all your ways acknowledge him. In everything in our lives, we should acknowledge him. Give him his place. And he will direct our paths. Don't miss out on God's guidance. And finally, and we've been singing about this, not only... Uh, the last thing is that it's a home in heaven. You see, when we die or when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, there's only only two destinations. There's heaven for those who have trusted in Christ. And there's that place which the Bible calls hell for those who have rejected Christ. And there's there's no middle place. There's no third place. It's either one or the other. And Romans chapter 6 verse 23 reminds us that God will punish sin. The wages of sin is death. But sorry if that was where I could finish. But listen. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know last Sunday was Father's Day. And I was disappointed. Nobody was up in time to give me my breakfast in bed. No, I was up long before then. But you know, my son bought me a book. 
my wife obviously picked up on the hint at some stage, because I saw this book, I'm a, I'm a great lover of cricket, and Test Match Special is celebrating its 50th anniversary, that's uh, for those who don't know, and you miss a treat, that's the commentary of the Test Matches on Radio 4 Longwave or on Radio 5 Live Sports Extra. And it's, it's basically a few friends gathered together and telling you what's happening, that's the simplest way to describe it. And it's a great book, but my son bought it to me, Now he had set it on the table, and it had my name on it. But if I just sat on the table with my name on it and I didn't do anything about it, is that gift mine? Have I? No. It's not until I take it and receive it does that gift become mine. <clears throat> the gift of eternal life. The gift of your sins forgiven. You have to receive that forgiveness. You have to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. As we said earlier on, you've got to repent, turn away from your sin, and trust in Christ alone. What a tragedy it would be tonight. If you're gathered here, and you know the way to heaven, you know the way you can have your sin forgiven, you know the way in which you can have a, a purpose for life, you know the way in which you can have a, a perfect friend, and have a guide through life, and a home in heaven, and yet you walk out and you say, No. What a tragedy. Young people, older people tonight, make sure that you're not missing out. Don't miss out on these great blessings of being a Christian, having your sin problem dealt with, a real purpose for living, a friend, a guide through life, and in a home in heaven. Don't miss out. But make sure tonight that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Trust in him if you've never done so. And if you have and you've wandered far from him, come back to him tonight. Because that verse that I had on the screen this morning, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. To forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Don't miss out. Let's conclude our service this evening by singing our song on the screen. Yes, finished, the Messiah dies. <laughs>